welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a sparkle of Hallmark movie magic. You have your host for season six. You have myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the lovely, the athletic, Tracy. And as always, we are joined by our beautiful, silent co-host, Colleen the Build-A-Bear. And let's start with segment one. We have life's recipes. This is something that Sally and I each share. A little help, guidance, a little something to inspire you in your life, something maybe to help you focus on certain things to make them more positive for your life. So a recipe for you. And I have for this week, accept what is, let go of what was, and have faith in what will be. Did you pull that from something or? I think I did. I don't remember what, but yeah. (laughs) Very nice. Thank you. (laughs) So for this week, my life's recipe is that it is okay to mute people. I know most commonly this is probably used in relation to social media where you can mute Instagram accounts without the drama of unfollowing, that sort of thing. But it's also okay in real life if people are giving you messages that aren't comfortable to you, if people are making you feel a certain way, it's okay to use distance in those cases. I think we can get caught up in these ideas about loyalties to people and we can think, oh, we're not allowed to do that. We have to be close to them. But there's really no true obligation to do that. So. Just a helpful reminder that sometimes it's okay to protect that inner peace. And sometimes that's far more important than putting yourselves in uncomfortable or dangerous positions. All right, that being said, we're going to slip and slide into our next segment, which is key ingredients. So, as always, we'll go over our baking elements in relation to the movie that we just watched. This is yet another Hallmark 2023 Spring Into Love lineup movie. This week we watched Hearts in the Game. This starred as leading lady Hazel, Erin Cahill, who we've seen before. We love her. And as leading man Diego, we had Marco Grazzini, who we've also seen before in the movie that we had to unintentionally slate in due to technical difficulties. So actually you know, seasoned veterans in our eyes, but I'll read you Hallmark's synopsis for this movie. They say, Hazel Miller is a top publicist in New York City. Diego Vasquez is a top MLB pitcher. He also happens to be the guy who shattered Hazel's heart in high school. When Hazel is tasked with spinning Diego's image, it might be her biggest challenge professionally and personally, as she takes him back to their hometown in Ohio to deal with what they've both left behind. That's actually a really, really good synopsis for this movie. This is one of the only times that I did not read the synopsis before we watched the movie. And I think that that's ironic because this one actually would have, like, got me really excited if I had read it. Exactly. And once more, we've returned to Ohio. Now, not Mm -hmm. Columbus in this case. It's Ashtabula County, which could be Ashtabula as one of the cities there. I think that's probably where they were going with it. But yes, one of the the smaller... Yes. Cities and, and counties in, in Ohio area. So that was really cool to have a call back into Ohio again. Thank you very mm-hmm. much, Hallmark. You must Thank have done you. some of your filming along uh, the Midwest Trail. Again, a little offended you didn't ask us to be an extra in this movie. But we were we'll going to ask you to be No problem. Not that far away. Indeed. Well, that being said, we will, as always, start with our flower element since... That's the first ingredient. It is our characterization of our two leads. So we open on Hazel, of course. She has an amazing assistant, Jax, who helps her with all of the PR work she does. We can tell right away she's very confident. She's super determined. She is personable. People do like her and gravitate to her. And one of her first things that we see her do is she helps a young athlete navigate a rather big scandal where they were seen eating a hamburger it looked like even though they had previously claimed they were vegan so of course this hit the internet people were criticizing this athlete for saying one thing 
Oh, isn't an actress? But she was able to walk her through this and she had an amazing spin where she really makes a strong stance about how much society can dictate the choices that we feel we have to make with our diet, how that actress or athlete, we can't remember which, couldn't listen to her body because of this. It was it was amazing to watch her. It was a, it watch was a her great because spin master moment. I mean, this this person was literally spiraling. Like thinking my career is over, I'm never going to be able to step in the public eye again because everyone hates me for this. And she just whipped her back into shape and gave her the confidence to speak using Hazel's words. By comparison, we meet Diego. Whereas Hazel was at the top of her career at this point, Diego was at the bottom of his career because we know through Jax, who's a huge... Mets Mets fan. Mets fan that he had been on the Chicago team and when they went to the World Series, which from my understanding of baseball is pretty laughable. I don't think that normally happens for Chicago, right? Or does it? Uh, you know, I they don't say which one it is. They don't say if it's. Oh, that's uh, true. There are multiple. You yes, caught me there. Yes, there, there are. Well, okay. Yeah, so showing you, my lack of baseball knowledge. I'm sorry, I'm a hockey girl through and through. I don't know a thing about baseball, but he had frozen at the bottom of the ninth on the seventh game and had quite literally cost mm. them the, the title. So he's very much at the bottom of his career. He has a lot of bad press. He's known for not having any social media presence, engaging in any media, and he comes across as very complicated. He has a lot of anger that runs very close to the surface. And like the synopsis said, him and Hazel do have some history. Of course, because he's at the bottom of his career, his team through his coach, Mark? I, I, I don't know, know who Mark was. a coach. I think he might he might be their PR person. Oh, that's I'm not, true. I'm could... not quite sure, but Mark contacts mm-hmm. Hazel yes. because this is her domain. Mm-hmm. She is the spin master. She's yes. the one that can give this publicity a huge turnaround and make him... Yes. a public presence because he isn't right now and create that classic arc to kind of mm-hmm. get him back into right. popularity and hopefully to get him on the Mets, Correct. which Jax would like to see yes. because he's got <laughs> an incredible capability yeah. and has shown great promise, except when that happened in Game 7 of the World Series. Right. Yeah, so we, we have a setup at one of the restaurants or something there in uh, New York City for which it's a very awkward appearance for the two of them together, and you can tell something else is brewing, and they knew each other before that moment. Of course, begrudgingly, they both have to agree to work together because Diego really does need someone who is well-versed in the game to get him literally back to his game. And, of course, for Hazel, you can tell she loves a challenge, and obviously for her, this one's a little bit more personal than a lot of the people that she's been working with previously so Hazel has it's not really clear if it's just a contact or if it really is more of a friendship with a reporter kind of seems like a mix of both yeah and Morgan does agree to cover the story for her on two conditions Diego needs to be present in his hometown to do the interview and the photo shoot and he needs to talk about what happened during that game because he has been notorious up until this point of not saying anything and she obviously wants to be the one who leaks the story. That being said, Hazel, with her determined attitude and confidence, says, no worries, we will get both done. And for the first time in what has clearly been a very, very, very long time, Hazel and Diego come home. Exactly. So they're back in Ashtabula County and, of course, then they encounter a lot of their history. Yes. There. You do get to meet Carlos, who is the uncle to Diego, right. who is clearly living in the home yes. that his mother yes. had owned. You know that his mother has since passed because the room has been left as it yeah. was when his mother was alive. It seems to be something that's really tearing at his heart yeah. and very difficult for him to confront. Hazel, on the other hand, has two very <laughs> loving parents, both yes. alive, happy to see their daughter again. But you can tell that there has been a, a, a distance in the time. She's only ever flown them out to New York right. to be part of her life. She never comes back to be part of theirs. And there's also this overlay of a best friend. Yeah. Where something seems to have gone astray. This friend's name is Carly. 
she encounters her a couple different times in the town as well. One time when they're at the school itself and Carly is there. Mm -hmm. And she really seems to be having a hard time with trying to, you know, break break the ice and actually contact Carly and people of her past. The whole point of this is not for her to connect with her past. It's for her to get this interview with Diego. So she jumps right in and ignores the feelings that being back in her hometown brings up. And starts to prep Diego for what to expect for the interview with Morgan. Diego is adamant that he will be fine with playing the hometown hero spin, but he's not fine talking about what happened during that game. And Hazel thinks she can play both sides. She's telling Diego, okay, no problem. Like, we'll just focus on what got you into baseball. We'll focus on the way the town sees you. But she tells Morgan, hey, he's a little slow to warm up. Like, let's maybe get to the heavier stuff later, meaning obviously that game. So she's trying to get both people right where she wants them. To meet in the middle. Yep. And Diego does well with the first interview. Again, it was kept very much based in what started him in baseball, what he enjoys about growing up in this small town, all those sorts of things. We, of course, know that his family and the town means a lot to him. That being said, as Hazel is getting reacquainted with Diego, they both recognize that there's been some changes to both of them. When Hazel brings up talking about what happened that game, as well as mentions the grief that she is expecting him to feel about his mother's death, he becomes very visibly angry. He's slamming doors. He's literally driving back to his house, trying to run away from things. And this is where we reach the quote of our podcast because Hazel is confiding in Jax that this has been Diego's behavior so far. She's very confused because he comes across as a suave, put-together person, but then he's demonstrating these very erratic mood swings. And Jax says, Sometimes the toughest ones are the most breakable. And indeed, that does encapsulate uh, everything that we're starting to see about this very complex... Yeah situation we happen to see at the diner as they are there with Morgan to to interview etc Carly happens to come by Mm -hmm. with her husband and it's a point where Hazel cannot just walk away from Carly it's a face-to-face she has to kind of now say confronted with it be confronted to say okay yeah I was going to contact you I've tried I I thought about it but I just you know it was a hard time for me to Mm -hmm. reach out to you so you do know that something has happened there and we do find out that Hazel the biggest thing was Hazel was in Paris at the time that Carly got married so obviously the most important time in Carly's life Carly was a very close BFF Mm -hmm. And Hazel wasn't there. Hazel didn't come back. Yeah. She had that career, did not want to risk it. Hazel has made it clear that her career is everything. Right. It is the number one priority. And, of course, she lived that with yeah. how she handled that situation. Carly seems to be a little taken aback that she's there, but her husband mm-hmm. comes in strong and clear. He sees <laughs> Diego. He sees Hazel. He's also happy. He said, you know mm-hmm. what? Our daughter's going to be over with a friend or someplace else tonight. We're having a party. We're going to rage. Come with us. Come over. You just have to come. They have a very short-lived time frame. They were leaving the next day, and Morgan was also having that same deadline. Morgan had pressed the question of what happened during that game, and Diego... He doesn't go as off the rails, but he's clearly irate. And he says, Hazel already knows I'm not talking about that. And Morgan's kind of like, um, Hazel, we kind of need to talk because this is what I said the editor was going to need in order to publish this piece. And Hazel says the very bold statement of, I will get this information for you no matter the cost. That's a promise. And this is, of course, if you can see the pattern coming up on some of what's about to go wrong for Hazel and ultimately always choosing her career while also telling her clients that she's going to put them above all. Exactly. Because this is the first time that the humanity of her client is at odds with the professionalism of her career. Up till now, they've been doing the more fluff interviews. They've been doing the photo shoot. She's been trying to get Diego to loosen up because even on the mound now, he is very stiff. He's very unfeeling. And you can 
see the the high school chemistry that this couple has as she's making him laugh, as she's trying to make a big deal about him trying to coach her in baseball, all that sorts of things. And so it's not surprising that we revert back to the partying stage, I suppose, and Diego and Hazel go over to Carly's house to have their rager. Right. Actually, Diego picks her up at her parents' mm-hmm. house and brings flowers for her mother. Which does not go unnoticed by Jax. No, it does not. <laughs> Jax is already taken. She's even more taken then. But with Diego and Hazel showing up at the party together, it's almost like old times. Yes. There is a moment where Hazel is in the house and she's kind of looking around, sees some cookies and other stuff and by the kitchen and realizes this is this is where her friend Carly lives. This is right. her life. And Carly does come up and just really confront her. And this is my baking soda moment, which is a standout moment. In this case, a very good one, which is where the two... Best friends kind of have that heart-to-heart. This is where Carly and Hazel have the come-together to say, you know, I missed you a lot. I missed yeah. you as a friend. Hazel does apologize greatly. She knows oh, yeah. the biggest thing she's she's held against herself even this whole time has been that she wasn't at the wedding for Carly and her husband. Carly's like, you know, I've got a five-year-old daughter. I teach at the school. I teach English. Who would have known? <laughs> Hazel says to Carly, well, you, do you write anymore? Because right. this is something that Carly had done and Hazel was aware of it. And you could tell Carly really doesn't write anymore. There yeah. isn't. She just kind of needs some inspiration to have something to drive her to do that. But in the meantime, both of them realize how much they missed each other yeah. and that's just being able to confide in each other and be happy so we have this heart to heart and hug and this kind of bff moment also of course being back in the hometown brings up a lot of feelings for both of them and part of it is that the people in the hometown know their stories and know the things to say to push their buttons for example carly's husband unintentionally brings up The fact that he has to chaperone prom once again, which they both know that Diego broke up with Hazel literally right before they were supposed to go to prom together. So obviously she didn't get to go. Never got to go, yeah. (laughs) Dress it all, everything ready, makeup ready, everything else, but didn't go. And there's someone who clearly was just a high school classmate of theirs who keeps prodding Diego about selling his mom's place, getting the money through the real estate, all that sort of thing, which obviously is a sore spot for him because all the people in the town know about his mom's death. And this leads them to kind of get driven together in the moment because both of them are hurting in the same ways. And Carly's husband actually confronts Diego and says, hey, Like, I know you made it to the big time. I see you in magazines and things with actresses, with models, with this, with that. And you never really smile. But I noticed you were smiling tonight with Hazel. You've been doing that a lot more. And he's watching as Hazel and Carly are having a good time, dancing around. And he's realizing maybe this is sitting more right than the life he'd previously been living with his baseball And so they both decide jointly it is time to leave, time to leave the party, but they're not ready to be done having time together. So they decide Mm -hmm. because at this point there's Hazel's now the saying, you know, hey, I am a decent ball player. Right, because they go back to Hazel's house sitting on the same porch swing where they had their first first kiss. kiss. Mm -hmm. They're holding hands. They're clearly getting cozy with one another again. Yep. And she starts the trash talk of, Mm -hmm. I can throw a baseball. I can hit a baseball. I'm good. I'm a good baseball player. So he says, well, prove it. So then they decide they're going to go to the high school and break into the field. It's chained up right now as far as entry because, yeah, nobody should be there uh, in an evening. And... (laughs) Cute scene with Hazel sneaking in between the tiny little sliver that she can get through on the gate. And they're caught by the security person Mm -hmm. going around who, of course, wants a selfie with Diego because Diego Vasquez is uh, very popular, obviously Mm -hmm. very well known. Actually, his name is on the plaque right there for that field in front of them. And he happens to say, well, that door over there to the right is that, that gate door is open. You could just use that one. And... So they go in. She throws a little bit. He's mm-hmm. not impressed. She hits. He is impressed. <laughs> yes. And at this point, they kind of have and, a moment. Well, she, and she admits that in New York, 
she played for a rec league team, I'm assuming, but clearly... And that she goes and hits when she's frustrated, so yes. she actually has used this but as a... what you take away as a viewer is, okay, so she wasn't able to let go of a key element of his life either. Right. Exactly. Which is kind of what hits you in the moment. Exactly. <laughs> I think this definitely hit Diego because he takes her to the dugout area, and he finally opens up. Right, which leads us to the butter moment. So our key element of butter, the central message, comes into play here because this is where he actually shares with her what happened during that game Mm -hmm. seven. And basically he says, I froze. I always freeze when it's the anniversary of my mom's death. This was the 15th anniversary of her death. Well, he has a panic attack. had a panic attack and just froze. And this is kind of what... Has happened before. He Mm -hmm. didn't think it would happen, but it did because he was triggered by seeing as he was getting ready to pitch, he could see a mother and a son together and the mother looked a lot like his mother. And yes, that caused the panic attack for which he can only remember his coach kind of finally getting Mm -hmm. in front of his face and taking him off the field. That's how much it struck him. So from that moment, Mm -hmm. we get the... Hazel saying to Diego, you know what? It's okay to have those feelings. It's right. There is strength in that pain and mm-hmm. that loss and that agony. And there's strength in feeling that panic and that loss. Mm-hmm. It's okay to feel it. And that's kind of where you get this central message. And, and right. we'll work through a little bit where that goes in the future. Yeah, I really appreciated the way she walked him through it because... He saw, obviously, great weakness in sharing this story. He's been avoiding it, and she's the first person that he ever told. He even said, I I didn't tell it to my coach when he got in my face. I didn't tell it to Mark, who may or may not be that PR person, not really clear. Or the manager. could be his manager, I guess. That's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. But yeah, he wouldn't tell anyone because he thought that that's it would be it would be less of him to share that. And the way she walks him through it is you only have these emotions because you cared so deeply for your mom. Mm -hmm. It's reflective of that. And being able to share that story, for one, she's not trying to spin it, but she's saying being able to actually share that, there's strength in that because it's something that you're not going to have to carry alone anymore. And I thought that was so beautiful, the way she compassionately heard him out assured him that what he was feeling was something that anyone would feel in that situation. And then, of course, that ultimate message, like what mom pointed out, being able to talk about it more than just in a dugout in your high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, of course, the, the Hallmark vibes occur. They're back in his mom's house. We get a little cute moment of them waking up together, snuggled up on the couch together with the Ohio quilt. It's not an Ohio Ray quilt, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's again uh, <laughs> crocheted quilt. Very typical mm-hmm. uh, for those of us who lived through that era. Yeah. The night before, he had shown her the room that he has left untouched, that his mother had once lived in. And this is really where we've reached the sugar moment of the podcast because as she wakes up, she gingerly sneaks out from under his arms, closes his mom's door, and promptly begins to pack up all of his mom's stuff because he did share with her, like, I, I really do want to pack this room up. And I've tried, but, but I can't I've do never it. been able to push past it. Yeah. So when he wakes up, he opens up his mom's door and he sees that Hazel is taping up that last box. And you can visibly see, the actor did a great job. You can see the weight off his shoulders when he's like, it's done. Like, I didn't have to do it. It's just done. And he says in that moment, I've missed you more than I can even say. Which I just thought everything about that, the way that she took that pressure off of him, that thing that was that final reminder, and she just took care of it. We both were like watching his reaction because we weren't really no, sure if I was he was going to be like, yeah. "How dare you touch her things?" Uh, or, yeah, you know, because he, was... he has been that unstable previously. But the fact he was able to not see it as a manipulation or overstepping right shows right. his character growth as well. Right. That he was able to recognize, no, this is something that she did just for me. 
And unfortunately, with our high highs come our low lows in Hallmark movies. And I bet you already can guess which segment comes next. Yes, because obviously we are at the morning where Mm -hmm. Morgan definitely is leaving early in that morning. We don't know exactly when Diego and Hazel and uh, Jax will be going. But Morgan wants the final interview at that diner. She expects. Yeah. To get the story behind Game 7. Right, and Morgan truthfully doesn't even care what source it comes from. She no. just wants no. the info. She, she definitely does. Right, right. And so, at the diner, everybody is there again. So Hazel yeah. approaches Morgan and says, I, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to keep his story out of the story. And of course, Hazel says, no, that's a no-go. And this is when Diego comes in from his phone call, of course, in time to hear Morgan say, this article will not be printed unless we get the story of what happened that game. Which is the real eggs mm -hmm. moment. Because, of course, Diego's reaction. Because Diego now knows and can confront Hazel in front of everybody by saying, really, Mm -hmm. you promised this when I told you, and I told her, meaning Morgan, that this was totally off limits. Mm-hmm. I've been clear from the beginning. He has, yeah. This will not happen. That is off the table. Right. I thought the article was still going to go through because the article was the one yeah. that Mark, his manager, wanted to branch him back into mm-hmm. popularity. Right. Into hopefully being positioned to be taken up by the New York Mets. Correct. That's the ultimate which goal. Which was the here. goal. And now Diego realizes, nope, Hazel... Pretty much lied to him because, and Hazel, he even asks her very, this is such the the eggs moment. I mean, the eggs are beaten up and and whipped and frothy because at this point he looks her in the eye and says, did you promise her that you would have the story behind game seven? And Mm -hmm. she has to say, yes, I did. Yeah. Even after, he said, did you promise that even after I said no? And she said yes. Yes. So, I mean, I will give the betrayal is there. She was honest. She was. She didn't lie a single time at that point when finally confronted. Yeah. She didn't lie and say, no, 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 no. Like, I was going to respect your wishes. Like, no, she she owns up. She owns up and she owns up to Jax by saying, I think I've just sunk my whole career. Well, yes, because we also have the conference, the, the double betrayal, because Carly and her husband were at that. Same diner. diner. They're with the diner. Yes, exactly. And Carly has some words for Hazel. <laughs> and Carly is is leaving nothing to be unsaid. Basically, yeah. she confronts Hazel with who Hazel is. Yeah. By saying, you, you don't want to live in a reality. You want to live in a fake story. Mm-hmm. You want to be brave or appear to be brave, but you're not. Yeah. You're not open to love. You're mm-hmm. not open to anything. You've shut everything out. Which clearly Hazel has because in Hazel's mind she realizes that when Diego broke things off at the prom, yep. and she does state this later oh, on yeah. to Diego, oh, yeah. th- at that point she said, you know what, I, I'm i not going to let myself be validated mm-hmm. by anybody else. Yeah. Nobody else will be the source of my validation or my happiness or anything else. It's all up to me. Right. I drive it. My career is number one. I can own that. I can control yeah. it. And nothing will get in my way. So Carly calls her on the carpet. She does. She really Diego does. has called her on the carpet. Morgan is more than upset with her by... Right. I mean, Morgan's journalistic. I mean, this, yeah. That is what she was promised. Right. And she can't go back to her to her oh, yeah, magazine to Morgan Hudson in a Park. Position. By saying, okay, I'm coming yeah. back, but not with what you wanted me to come back with. <laughs> right. So she's... Yeah. Um, Hazel is in a world of hurt at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, one thing that Carly said is, like, not only have you shut a, any relationship potentials out of your life, but the only person that you let be your friend is your assistant. Of course, referring to Jax. I thought this was a pretty low blow because her and Jax actually have a genuine friend. They do. It's not a, oh, I work for you, so I'm just going to agree with whatever you say. Like, they have a genuine friendship. But... Of course, it's got to be Jax to pick up the pieces because only one left standing at this point. And Hazel recognizes, I really only have one right path ahead of me, don't I? And Jax says, yeah. And it's to pull the story. It's to not let the article be published and to 
jeopardize her whole career because, yeah. of course, once this article gets pulled, and Morgan is clear about this, she's like, I, it doesn't even matter if I don't say anything, my editor will say something, yes. and your name will be ruined in the PR business yeah. because you're going to be the person that didn't. Yeah. Do you realize deliver. that you just yeah. sunk your career? And I think Morgan had such an interesting point that she brought up because she said, Hazel, before I walk away and you make this choice, I want you to remember that being a woman, it's very hard to get to the top of your career because you're breaking the glass ceiling. So before you make this decision, I want you to know this is you, this is going to be you taking yourself out of the running. And it was the first time, and this is my salt moment, that Hazel decided I'm not going to choose my career. I'm going to choose the actual human relationships. And I think it is equally as interesting to continue the salt of this moment or the flavorful aspect of this moment that when she is trying to call who we realize to be Carly, she's saying, you're my best friend. I didn't want things to end like this. Like obviously they had just patched it up the night before and now it's gaping wide open again. And she's saying, I love you. You know, I, I wish we could talk about this. And when her mom says, you know, oh, like, it, it's really hard to see you at this low point, basically, um, Hazel says, I wish the first time that I did not pick my career was worth it. In other words, it showed this was the first time that she realized her career was at odds with having true human connection and human relationships. And she wanted to see those through, but at this point, she thinks she went too far. Yeah. Which... I mean, it it was one of the messier eggs we have seen this season. Yes. And she kind of on par with last week, actually. Yeah. And she does think she's gone too far because (laughs) she's holed up in her little apartment. Well, it's actually a very nice apartment in New York. Bemoaning her fate. Yeah. Eating her Chinese food. Hasn't hasn't bathed. Hasn't she has her hair up and she's under a blanket and all under scruffy little clothes and has pretty much still look fabulous. Of course, no makeup. Yeah. Really, she had no, no actually makeup, no makeup, which was but still ama- gorgeous. Still I mean, gorgeous, but, but but was amazing. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, back to Allison Sweeney moment. Yeah, ah, uh, we love Allison. Call Sweeney. that back. Well, well, we should. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, just a really heart touching moment where she's just so vulnerable. Yeah, so down. And who would come, of course, to try to help to get her out of this funk? But Jax, because yep. Jax has some news. She says, whoa, whoa, before you, like, let yourself go, I want to read you this. And she reads the article that's to be published tomorrow by Morgan, by Morgan's firm. Hudson and Park. Yeah. And it is an interview with Diego about his experiences during that final game. So there's actual quotes in there from him. She's realizing wow, the story's still going to be published, and thankfully it's not going to be from me. But of course, there is a part in the article where he talks about the first person he told his story to mm-hmm. encouraged him to have that strength and that it truly is strength. It's not a vulnerability, and he that's what made him decide to lay it all out because... And we did see that. Obviously, he got Morgan before she got on that plane. Yeah, she yeah, had course, 20 yeah. minutes before she was supposed to be at the airport. But I think she missed her flight. I, I think, think she, she was did deep because in the story. She walked right into that one, yeah. and Diego was saying, "I think this needs to be told at this point." So mm-hmm. he also has had that realization, that revelation that you know what? Yes, with with the the butter central <laughs> message thing, I think he's finally taken it to heart. Yeah, and he gave the interview. Yes, because he said. At the, the final quote was something along the lines of, he knew that this was the step he had to take, and although he does feel the strength of it, he also recognizes it as one of the scariest things he's ever done. Which, Hazel did say, you know, they're the things that challenge you, that make you feel that way, yeah. are the things that are right. going to ultimately make you strong. Right. So. so he's come out publicly with a, a, a mental health you know, issue mm-hmm. that he has. Yep. The and panic attacks connected with grief and exactly. loss of his mom. But in true Hallmark fashion. Yes. So after Jax is done reading the article, Carly's standing there, of course, saying, 
why don't we get you showered and dressed? Uh, they, they make up yet again and are able to put things behind them. She's whisked away to, say it one more time. Ashtabula. Ashtabula, Ohio. And, of course, as promised, Carly's, Carly's husband. husband is chaperoning prom. But since Carly's not uh, there, she's on a quote-unquote trip. Yes. Well, what a time goes there. <laughs> so there, Diego was brought in as the second chaperone at this high school prom. Feeling a little awkward, obviously. Mm-hmm. Everybody is agog at the fact they have the celebrity right. from their high school there at this time. Which and honestly might make the chaperoning easier. Because yeah. everyone's looking at you. You don't even have to look at them. Exactly. <laughs> but and nonetheless, who should it be? Diego's looking at someone else now because there is Hazel in the gold dress. Presumably not the exact same gold dress, but we knew she was going to wear a gold dress to prom. And they finally get the prom they never had. It was during this time as they're dancing and talking and loving listen one another. Listen to my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to your heart from Roxette as what was the song. Nice. So yes. Um, it... He gets a call from Mark. He's like, Mark, not now. But then Mark ends up calling Hazel, and that's how they know, oh, this is a big deal. And that's when we get to flash forward to him interviewing Azamet's player. He is very open about his struggles, but he said that in his openness, he's now realized his struggles don't have as much power. Wow, who knew? I'm saying that sarcastically, but I know not everyone knows that. But yes, um, when you're a little bit more open about things, it tends to weigh less on you. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, it we- seems that Hazel was still able to keep her same business. Of course, she's now much more closely linked with the Mets. and So she has a lot of work as a publicist mm-hmm. now. She's able to raise and empower Carly to become an author once more because she gave her a subject worth writing. And Carly then is going to be represented right. by Hazel as of the publicist. Of of course. So it's all perfect. She's back in her beautiful uh, New York City apartment, yes. but with Diego mm-hmm. now. He's cooked her During dinner. During the off-season. During off-season. He's cooked her dinner. <laughs> and we have... We've had a smooch meter before, but we have right, another right. Yes, yes. smooching I mean, let's just, session. I mean, we know we close out of the movie, let's so let's, let's get to our smooch meter. Sure. Uh, their first kiss was after he had shared... The reason why his he froze during that game, and it's called a dugout kiss. Yeah, dugout no, kiss, <laughs> dugout switch meter, dugout confession slash I kiss. I thought hi. I thought hi. I, thought, I, thought it was I said I said sweet. a very decent smooch meter mm-hmm. on the first one. Yeah. I said after the the whole the with the prom thing. Yes. And then kind of getting him into this uh, you know uh, into the apartment and the final smooching. Right. Yeah, very very nice. Very. Yes. It was um. A little bit of competition for Tyler. Oh. Just saying. <laughs> oh, goodness, Just Mom. Saying. Well, of course, since we have reached the end of our movie, let's talk fashion, hair, makeup. I mean, you probably already heard our thoughts. Oh, uh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of Adorable. 10. Everyone. Carly. Carly had her own style, had these gorgeous dresses with these tennis shoes. I loved it because it was so just the best friend at home in the small town. Yeah. Like, it, it was so yeah. that. Everything Hazel just had more. gorgeous. Oh, everything Goodness. just coordinating. Everything cor- yes. So well. Color coordinated. Loved it. Diego. Diego brought Actually it. had quite a, quite a good style, in my opinion. Hazel's mom. Baseball chic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Baseball chic was, uh, yeah, that, that's good for Diego. Hazel's mom. <laughs> yes. Loved gorgeous. her. Loved her. Fantastic makeup. Yes. Setting. Mm-hmm. Of course, we got we have the New York. We we don't stay there that long. No, I I th- I like this setting of Ohio yeah. better than I like you know the um, professional bridesmaids Columbus Ohio. Yes, but I this did, one. The setting I think very was good. small town. Yep. We yep. loved that. I thought the New York settings were well done too. Yeah. Very upscale. Yeah, felt very New York to me. What we saw. Um, chemistry of the couple. I know we kind of briefly touched on it, mm. but let's dissect that a little bit. I mean, I I think they did a good job with the tension. Yes. <laughs> a really good job with the, uh, wow, you're back in my life. I thought mm-hmm. I'd never see you again. Yeah. Not sure that I want to see you again. Yeah, definitely. Um, Not the most meet-cute of moments. No, but I will say because of the drive she had for her career, she put much more effort forward to just almost make it playful and interactive and just right. kind of dismiss that aspect of their past and stay with what the professional side was. Yes. I thought it developed low and slow. I thought it was a good... Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. It was not quick. It no. was not a quick flame. No. I mean, her bringing pizza to it, oh, yeah, kind yeah. of reconnecting, yes. kind of saying, you know what, Diego, I loved your mom. Right. 
you know, she was a great mom, almost like I wish I had that same relationship with my mom, yeah. right? And obviously she was so close to her mom. It, wasn't, it just kind of that, I think the connections that they kept making, kept building. Right. You know, linking together and linking together to form a stronger and stronger bridge to bring them together at the end. Yes. Yeah. really where I thought it went. Yeah. Admittedly, I didn't love their chemistry right away. Because I did feel like because it was low and slow when it came, it felt like it was very quick because it all happened within the span of like one night. (laughs) And I was like, wow, that was quick. But again, when you, it was almost easy to forget that they used to know each other because of how cold they were on their first reconnection. Yeah. So... Even though it threw me in the beginning, I think I could logically puzzle it through, if that makes sense. But definitely, once they got together, I mean, I would have believed they were a real-life couple. Yes. No no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely fit together very, very well. Yes. Yes. So, those are kind of our thoughts for our key ingredients segment. And so now we go to our third segment, our final segment, the measuring cups. And this is where we'll give our counts. Yes ever important, mm-hmm. as well as the coup de gras, the woo-woo rating. West, west, west. So let's start first with our counts. Okay. Sally, do you want to start? I will start, because I have some good counts this you week. You do. So I'll start with the low ones to high. Scarf count, actually two, which is kind of surprising for oh, yeah. a Spring Into Love movie. Yep, I remember They those. were definitely not scarves used for warmth. They were used for... Just fashion for Hazel. But purses, only two. Dismal. She didn't... Didn't bring the purses. Yeah, she didn't really have purses, which I guess was kind of believable. Jax almost always had some kind of purse or something, some bag. So it it made sense Jax is the assistant, so you know it fits. It fits. Shoes, eight. And I don't even think I saw all of her shoes. Clearly we didn't. But yeah, eight. That's impressive. Coats. Oh my. I am happy to report a total of 15 coats. Oh my word. Five for him, 10 for her. Wow. Yeah. Coat season. I know. Amazing. We had more coats in the spring into love than we did in In the winter. Love You Mary or any of our previous winter ones. Like, it's literally been off the charts lately. Agreed. Mom, what counts did you have? So I had the adult beverages and the hot beverages. For hot beverages, um, three. Just not a whole lot. Coffees, yeah. that I could tell all. I didn't see yeah, I tea. didn't see any tea. I think they were coffees. Adult beverages, two for each of them. Oh, so okay. So two for him, two for her. That's more than I remember. Um, That's cool. Well, I counted the one at the end where they had the bottle oh, of wine yeah. with the I two mean, glasses for their might dinner. As well. I mean, it counts, right, folks? I mean, they were going to have they wine They were going. Together. It was implied. One way or another. It looked like a blush of some kind. It looked yeah. delish. Couldn't tell if it was the Hallmark... Wine club I could could not <laughs> tell, but we will have we will have one of those spring ones at some point. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we yes. we love being part of the Hallmark Wine Club. Not that we're sponsored, but we do of course endorse our Hallmark products. Yes, we do. <laughs> now this will lead us to our woo woo rating. This is where we give our woo woos one to five, yes. one being the least, five being the most, as far as our rating. And it's named after our gorgeous oh, no, no, golden mama. retriever who is laying here so she is. she's so good. so restfully. You see and her on sweetly. the Instagram. You know where you love her. Yes, it's a rainy day, yeah. a rainy evening at least, and she's not happy that she didn't get her walksies. We didn't but get April showers. We got May showers, really which did. honestly in Ohio is not that uncommon. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a lot of showers, and that doesn't make our little golden retriever happy. <laughs> no. But there she is. She woo woos for everything. So we're going to woo woo as well. Mm -hmm. Sally, what rating do you give Hearts in the Game? After the movie ended, I had to think on it. Mm -hmm. I gave it a Mm 4.5. My issue was 100% in the pacing. And honestly, the movie was so strong, that's why it's only deducting the .5. I just didn't exactly like that I felt like all the content was only at the end. I mean, you can even hear in the 
elements, or elements. Shows, yeah, 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 yeah. It, I mean, the beginning just felt so slow, and, and I know it was setting up for everything that happened. I'm not going to tear that down, but I just wish they could have spread it out just a little bit more where it was like okay yeah and I feel like we had to really keep waiting for so long to hear not only what happened to their love story but I feel like there's a couple things that even weren't explained in there in terms of like everyone seems to have this idea that Hazel was always like the one who put a spin on it so I was expecting at least one story of like oh remember in high school like even if it was just like a funny thing that Carly said like oh remember that time in high school when you said like this is this to spin Mm -hmm. but no one ever explained why they said that about her. Right. Almost and like the blessing bracelet kind of thing where yes. they said, you know, you weren't always like this. You were right. like that. Hazel, we were waiting for the moment of Yes, of, of the explanation. Yeah. And, and yeah. I never got it. And yeah. I also, for how vivid and believably flawed the characters were, which I loved, 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 loved about this movie, the parents, the only alive parents, felt so two-dimensional. And I'm disappointed because in Hallmark movies, normally they are very supportive fleshed out we do have one moment where the mom you know when hazel's getting dressed for the party where she knew it was going to be them drinking and talking she's in this gorgeous gown and it's like and her mom's like you know i think you put a little bit of pressure on yourself to be perfect but even then like it it fell almost flat because it's like her parents even though she's finally home have been so uninvolved yeah and it's disappointing because it's all in the writing. You know, based off what we can see of her parents, that they would be very loving and supportive. And it just didn't show. Mm-hmm. And that also disappointed me. Mm-hmm. So I know these are kind of small points. That's why they're only taking a half point off. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I loved the way the characters were. Yeah. Everything felt so hallmarky there. I loved the messaging. But, yeah, just those are the only things that got on me. Yeah. What was your rating? So my rating is a 4.5. But mm, it was going to be a 4, and I upped it the point. Ah, okay, opposite. So wasn't taking it away. Same rating, opposite. Yeah, same same rating, but opposite, because I really started at a base of 4, just because I think everything was there, yeah, but nothing yeah. really wowed me. Um, That's fair. I did like the chemistry of the couple. I did like the development. I felt Diego. I mean, I I, under, I I understand. I value that things hit people differently, but I almost felt like, gosh, you're just you're just making so much of of this when there's so many other things that are going on mm-hmm. in this movie, including even like, yeah. well, what's the relationship with the parents? Well, what's that? Right. I, I think there were so many other things you could have touched on. Yeah. Instead of this brooding, 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 it, it, and maybe it wasn't too much for other people. It was just too much mm. for me. So yeah, I started I, a base of a four. Yeah. The point five would go because I love Jax. Yes, I did too. Jax I was my Chuck. favorite character. She was just, she was a, a ray of sunshine. Yes. I, I think even Morgan Best did a great job. Best smile of the as, movie. Yeah. I think even Morgan did it. Yeah, well, Jax, the thing was, she fit in with the parents. She fit in yeah. with the limo driver. She fit right. in in New York City. She fit in in Ashton Beulah. She yeah. it was just like, she was just big fun. Right, right. The Cindy I, of the movie, if you will. She was. <laughs> I, I liked Carly, but I, I wish I had kind of seen a little bit more yeah, of Carly. I, I wasn't really, it's almost like, are you phoning your lines in? Or I mean, I, I, I didn't quite get, well, I, they had some hard, cute moments together, again, the, but the pacing made it yeah, so that you couldn't get to whole, know Carly. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't even make up until over halfway through the movie. Right, right. And Carly really, really only had about three scenes where you could True. pick up her personality. True. And she was strong. I mean, Carly was an amazingly strong character. I don't know why they hit her for as long as they did. Yeah. Because she was strong-willed. She said it like it was. She called people out on the carpet. We do like those characters. uh, In her life for a long time. So she had a lot of risk in doing that. And I thought Carly was incredible. I'm like, why did we wait and sleep on that? So I I think those are just some of the reasons that I am definitely... I I brought the 4.5 for many of those elements that that I just went through. And... Great storyline overall. Good yeah, feel yeah. good at the end. Yes, very much so. And justifiable one. I mean, yeah. you really could follow through everything that happened there. Yes, yeah. I'm really happy to see that they had their prom. I thought that was kind yeah, of a cool that moment. Is kind of, yeah. Had their song. And, of course, Carly's over there with her husband. You know, yeah, the yeah. fist pumps because they brought it together. They did this. I, You know, 
Again, yeah, 4.5 yeah. because of those kind of additional little toppers. Right, yes. And I did, of course, I mean, I know we've seen it in the fashion one with J.C. Elliott, but I liked the overall messaging of, like, acknowledging the difficulties of women trying to get to the top within their careers. And what I appreciate about this one, because you don't see it in a lot of the Hallmark ones, they acknowledge that sometimes in order to reach the top, you have to sacrifice other Everything. things because you aren't the one represented. Right. So you have to right. put the relationships to the side. You right. have to tell the lies. You have to do this and do that. You things that other, maybe men in the position wouldn't have to do because right. it would be expected that they'd step into that. So I will say I saw you on that Hallmark and that also bumped yeah. it up. I she was the queen bee of the PR yes. game, but, yes. but she gave a but lot But it came at up. a cost. It yeah. came at a very high cost, yes. which she could have never recovered from. Right. Had this incident not happened where she was assigned right. to Diego by true, Mark true. come but, in and, and, and hire her to do that. Yes, so, yeah. but obviously we've had a lot of thoughts about this movie. I think it definitely was one of the few Hallmark movies that kind of made you think. Yeah. A little bit. Not not like, oh, <laughs> not overly, okay? I, I'm talking about a Hallmark movie here, but still, it made you think. So... Of course, since we've reached the end of our podcast, let's give our shout-outs. Shout-out to Tessa! You're hanging out with Nick, watching a horror movie. I mean, what else do you two do? (laughs) Love you, love you. Shout-out to our husbands! Yep. Nick, who's watching the horror movie with Tessa, and to Mark as well. Thank you very much for supporting us and listening to our Hallmark chitter-chatter, as Sally says. Shout-out to our candle provider for the evening, Wishes Candle Co. And it is Journey Into Into the Wilderness. wilderness. Very wonderful. And um, she's... She's got, Bianca's got some great new scents out there Not right only now, does she have so. some great new scents, she literally sat for her bar and had yes. her ceremony. Yes, she like, did. kudos to you. You're running a candle company. You're a lawyer. What what else can you do, honestly? Exactly. Um, so super kudos excited to wishes. Her. Shout yes. her out on the gram as well. But please, anybody who loves the scents, especially yeah. that come from the parks. Any of those fun Disney sense if you just want a little taste of home away from home. That, With a Disney pin to boot. Right. <laughs> Go for of it. Of course. Shout out to all of our listeners, both loyal and new. We appreciate you coming back each week to hear our Hallmark Chitter Chatter. We wouldn't be doing this without you. That being said, I promise this is the last time I will say these words. Next week, We will be coming at you with a Hallmark 2023 Spring Into Love lineup. I know. There's been a lot. But honestly, this has been a really strong lineup. So I'm not that mad about it. We're going to finally close out the spring chapter. And we'll have to tell you our thoughts. But until then, cheers! cheers!